0: We are going to start to hear stories of survival here in uh, New York City, where I already are. We've seen the Franklin Graham uh, Samaritan's Purse Field Hospital leave New York. And now I've got a survivor of a different kind of virus on my phone line right now to uh, continue the Keeping Real with Alex Garrett. And Raphael Grant, welcome on to my podcast tonight.
1: Thank you. It's, uh, it's really great to be here, honestly. It's uh, it's a real pleasure, on
0: well, my, my pleasure in having you because I want to hear your story. You you came to the National Publicity Summit. You said you contracted West Nile virus and you survived. And I thought maybe for people out there that are worried about surviving COVID, what advice? What experiences can you share to help today's survivors get through their post-corona tra- trauma?
1: Oh uh, yes, definitely. Because you know, I, uh, you know, like I told you, I. Back in 2012, I contracted West Nile encephalitis. Um, Basically, it's a disease you get from a mosquito. And I mean, it caused massive inflammation to my brain, my nervous system. Uh, I started having these seizures at night. I was having severe migraines. Um, You know, when I finally got diagnosed and tested, the doctors told me, they said, hey, you know, there's nothing we can do for the actual illness. You know, here's some medication to treat the symptoms. But that's all that they could really ever do. And, you know, the medications, they weren't really working too well. My body got addicted to them. And uh, for the longest time, it was about uh, two and a half years, I was still suffering from seizures. I was still going to the hospital trying to figure out, you know, what techniques would work, what procedures would work. And nothing was really ever working. And it took them about, uh, you know, after... uh, Two and a half years, they finally told me, they said, Grant, you know, there's, there's simply nothing more that we can do. We, we tried everything that we could. And you just have to basically live the rest of your life living with this handicap. And uh, and that was just something that really hit home to me because I, it, that didn't really make sense. You know, I, I didn't really like that answer that you could get sick with something and then, oh, well, you know, you're, there goes your life, you know, sad for you. And it's like, I, I just, I refuse to believe that. Um, and I was always studying for medical school. Uh, My dad's a doctor. I grew up wanting to be a doctor and it just, it just didn't sit right with me. And, uh, that's when I really started looking into, you know, things like Eastern philosophy and, you know, Eastern medicine where they say, oh, all illnesses are, it's really, it's an energy, you know, and that's, and that's something that both East and West, say. I'm sorry.
0: Well, that explains then why why ninety year olds are still recovering from COVID, right? Because they still have this energy, this will about them to survive something like that.
1: Exactly, and um, and just in general, that kind of you know, with a lot of Western medicine, if someone gets diagnosed with, say, cancer, it's usually, oh well, you know, there goes twenty years of their life, or oh no, you know, it's it's always like a sad and downtrodden thing, and it's like, no, 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 we have more power than then we realize you know like you said that you have the will you know we can actually you know transmute and you know heal ourselves from our energy that's the whole eastern philosophy type of way and uh, i really appreciated that and uh, i took it to heart
0: well raphael let me ask you this would you feel the same about self-healing if the doctors were able to prescribe you like do you think because of your experience having to heal yourself that drove you to where you are today in, in this philosophy oh.
1: Oh, without a doubt, I, um, you know, like I said, I grew up wanting to go to medical school. Um, uh, you know, I was always big into, you know, just, just medicine in general, but, you know, basically what happened was Western medicine was like, Oh, we're stuck with this illness and we can't do anything about it. Sorry. We tried our best. And that made me look into, okay, there's gotta be other possibilities. And that's, you know, when I really started looking into the Eastern philosophy and just understanding that wait, I can actually control my healing. If you, uh, you know, you look into what Buddha says, Buddha says that all illnesses, it's just, you know, it's suffering. It's suffering because we're not complete. We're not whole. We're not really in tune with our true self. That's the essence of all suffering is what he says. And, um, you know, that was just a big selling point for me. And that's when I really started to, you know, like I say, to balance my mind body and soul so i'm like okay you know my physical health let me actually start focusing on my diet you know i cut out processed foods uh meats um anything you know synthetic focus on a more whole base plant food um but the biggest thing that i really feel like i did was i started being aware of my thoughts and my emotions i started uh meditating and self-reflecting and i would basically keep a like an emotional journal of sorts you know say you know, you're, you're having a good day, you're in a good mood, nothing to complain about, but you start talking to your roommate and, you know, dirty dishes get brought up and chores get brought up and things get a little heated and then you go back to your room and all of a sudden you're agitated and you're like, wait, what happened? You know, I was, I was in a good mood, I was in a good place and now I just have this agitation, this frustration, you know, what happened to me? And uh, I just started kind of, you know, replaying things. I'm like, okay, so like what, what made me upset, you know, what made me angry? Um, you know, if a friend got a better grade than me on the test. And you know, you can you can feel jealousy, you can feel your emotions, each emotion feels different. And I just started being aware of that. And so say if I, you know, a friend got a better grade than me, or something good happened to somebody else, I would literally ask myself, like, why am I feeling jealous? Like, that's, that's stupid. You know, like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I want the best for my friend. Uh, you know, if my, my football team lost the big game, Why am I sad about that? How am I going to let, why am I letting that affect my life? And, uh, it was just, what are you about to say?
0: Yeah. It's amazing. You brought that up because the other night I was kind of like entrenched in the last dance, you know, documentary on Michael Jordan. But then I'm like, I have my own stuff to do. Why am I so worried about this documentary about something that doesn't even impact me? So I get what you're saying about why do we let things in the external really affect us internally? Like I, it kind of brings us together with sports, but I get your point too. Like, why are we so worried that we lost the game? Like, this is more than sports. You know, this life is more than sports.
1: Exactly. And it's just, and it's just small things like that. You know, it's just small things like, why am I feeling that way? Why did that upset me? Why was I angry? You know? And it just, and and I started realizing that I could actually, you know, you, you can choose to influence your emotions instead of your emotions influencing you. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't really realize is how you know that we can actually control it and um you know say something bad would happen to me and you know i could be completely in my right to say oh poor me you know let's take the west mile for example you know i could say oh poor me you know i was having a good life i was doing good things and now i'm sick like oh you know i want this pity you know oh sadness or it could be like no 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 you know I'm, i'm gonna grow from this I'm gonna be stronger than this I'm not gonna just be sad to be sad I'm gonna do something about it and uh that just brought a lot of change within me yeah, you, that-
0: you were actually in LSU when this happened so maybe to the college kids out there who have had this thing affect their you know senior year and affects their college I mean you really had something that did affect your college life how did you overcome that?
1: It it's one of those things I still specifically remember when I was sick and I had somebody come up to me and they were like, oh, Grant, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And, you know, like I said, I told him, like, no, 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 like, don't feel sorry for me. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to grow from this. Like, I'm not, you know, this isn't just, oh, this is the end of the line. This is the end of my life. Like, no, 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 this, everything happens for a reason. I'm going to grow strong. I'm going to do something uh, better out of it. And uh, and I said that, you know, years ago, this is probably, I'm uh, probably about 2013, I said that. And here I am now, I'm fully recovered, and now I'm sharing my story, and now I'm helping other people to heal. I'm helping other people realize that we can do more of our lives than what we normally realize. And so I'm literally blessed and thankful that I got sick. And I was like, man, this is true. Like, I'm, I'm truly blessed that I was even sick to begin with, you know, even as sad and miserable as I was for a while. Um, and so that's the thing, it's just, you know, whether it's someone's dealing with a Specific disease, illness, or even just their upbringing—if they have trauma or abuse, or you know, maybe they had a problem with their uh, one of their parents, you know, growing up—it's everything in life can build us and grow us to be stronger and be better. And I'm a very firm believer in that.
0: What year were you in college when this happened?
1: I freshman year was in 2011. I contracted it in 2012, my sophomore year. And then it was, uh, I took some time off from college. Uh, I took off a semester. And uh, it was in 2015 that I was able to fully recover right before my senior year.
0: Wow. So you were able to walk then at LSU?
1: Mm hmm.
0: That is awesome. What was your degree?
1: Biology. I was uh, studying to go to medical school. and, And honestly, that was, I mean, seriously, ever since I was five years old that was the plan was I'm going to become a doctor you know I just wanted to help people help people to heal and uh, and then ultimately what happened was you know my doctors couldn't really do anything about my condition they you know they uh, I hate to say that they gave up on me but in a way that's basically what they did Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I was able to find my own path to heal and to recover so even after I recovered it was halfway through my senior year and I thought to myself, well do I still really want to become a doctor, you know, and just kind of follow the same footsteps of, you know, the people who are helping me, or do I want to forge my own path and find my own way to help people? And uh, you that's like what I got
0: the doc from new Amsterdam hospital, you know, that show on NBC.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. So it, and, it um, kind of
0: reminds me of that, you know, bucking the system kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is because, um, and I was even just talking to my dad about it earlier today. He's uh, my dad's a doctor but when it comes to things like nutrition, I mean, they spend maybe, you know, a day on it, you know, like that, that's about it. You know, I'm the one that was teaching my dad about nutrition. He still even will come to me and ask me, oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? And, you know, not all not all fruits and vegetables are good for you. You know, and they're all it's, it's seasonal. You know, some things are good in the fall. Some things are good in the spring. And a lot of that stuff, they're not really taught in med school. And it's just, uh, just kind of blows my mind a little bit.
0: Well, Grant, you have a website, grantrafael.com. com, and uh, to spell that last name, by the way, it would be R A P H A E L Raphael. Rafael. So, y- your story has been wanted. You know, people have been wanting to hear it. So, how did you get involved with the public speaking? Where did that whole thing first start? I'm curious now.
1: So, okay, well, let me um, let me tell the story of actually how I was healed, um, because it's a uh, it's a it's a crazy story in itself, really, um. So it was early 2015, whenever my doctors told me, they said, you know, hey, there's nothing more that we can do for you. Uh, You know, you have to live the rest of your life with this handicap. And, uh, you know, like I said, I I really started taking care of like, okay, I did my own research on what's healthy for me. I started exercising. I started meditating. I started self-reflecting. And uh, it was about six months into it. And I remember I was praying. And while I was praying, I remember seeing myself as a... As a fragment of energy, and uh, I saw other people as fragments as well, but we were all connected to this greater collective whole. And as I was praying, I remember just telling God, "I was like, you know, God, it's it's really not about me. It's not about my my individual fragment. It's about it's about all of us. It's about the collective whole." And I just remember telling God, "I said, God, I like I I just want to do what's good in the world. I just want to make the world a better place. And I went so far to say, I." I would literally, I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll sacrifice my life if it means making the world a better place for other people. And I said that, but then I asked myself, well, did I really mean that? You know, anybody can say, oh, I would take a bullet for you. But when someone's about to pull the trigger, would you actually jump out in front? So I wanted to really, truly know if that was, you know, my honest answer. So I kind of readjusted myself and quieted my mind and I started searching you know, deep within myself. And as I searched deeper and deeper, I found a part of me that I never knew existed. And when I connected to that part, I responded to the question. I said, yes. And in that moment, it was in a snap like everything changed. And it was like an energetic shift within me and all around me. And I no longer saw myself as that little fragment of energy but I actually identified with the collective energy of all of us. Like I literally felt connected to everyone and everything in the universe. And at this point, like I always, I grew up, you know, believing in God, pray to him before I ate, pray before I go to sleep. But this is the first time I actually like truly felt connected to him and everything in the world. And it was at that moment.
0: Go for it. I didn't realize you had more thoughts. So you're connected to God in that moment. And then what happens?
1: Yeah, and it was, um, it was at that moment that, um, like, everything, you know, changed for me. I was, I was physically, mentally, and emotionally healed, and literally. And, uh, you yeah, my, my whole thing is I told myself when I'm on any radio show, any kind of podcast, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to stretch the truth. But I'd never do that. But in that moment, I was completely healed from all my West Nile. Uh, I haven't had a seizure since that day. And I've just been a completely different person since that moment that I felt connected to everything. And uh, it, it's truly so profound. But the thing is, I didn't think anybody would ever believe me. I, I didn't think I could describe it, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, sure. Like, I didn't think it really understood what happened to me. And the uh, uh, question of how this public speaking started, because once I started looking into quantum mechanics and modern day science, I realized, wow, this stuff actually describes what happened to me. And I can actually, Describe how I was healed and how I you know, I felt connected to the universe and everything that's not just a saying because what modern science shows is that everyone and everything in the universe is connected to each other and Within us is the core of the universe as itself. I mean, it literally says that we're we've been entangled with the universe since the Big Bang And so I started realizing like wait, so science is actually showing how I was healed how I was able to recover this so If even if people aren't that spiritual or they don't believe that we can heal ourselves or they don't believe in God, it's like, well, look what science is saying because science is blowing people's minds right now. You know, you start looking at these top scientists and all these scientists are just like they they almost can't believe what's happening, but they, they know that it's true because it's what science shows.
0: Well, and you're talking about how we're flattening the curve by staying inside type of thing. I'm sorry. You're you're like you're talking about how today they're showing us it works because we're staying inside and the curve is flattening. That kind of exploration, or what? What were you thinking uh, with, with the science? Was that to your case, or is that are you referring to today's world as well?
1: Um, I was mainly just talking about um, specifically in my case. My my point was that what science is saying is that within us we're connected to the core of the universe itself. So. And if we understand that the universe is constantly expanding, constantly gaining new knowledge and new information, then what's within us, it literally is infinite energy. We, You can't quantify the energy that's within us. And so with me having the West Nile and me being really sick, with me being able to connect into that, I mean, what's more powerful, the infinite energy that's within us or West Nile or cancer or diabetes or COVID nineteen or stress, anxiety, whatever afflictions that we have, it's you know, it goes back to the Buddhist and the Easter philosophy of where it's it's just energy and you can transmute it, you can heal from it.
0: What do you like? What do you think of the idea of speaking things into existence? Because I found that once it happens, the earth really starts moving for you and life starts moving for you when you speak things into existence.
1: And that's exactly true because it's You know, and again, it's even in science that science shows that our thoughts and our intentions have an effect on reality. Um, You know, a quick example is Dr. Yamoto's water experiment, where he had three cups of water, you know, one he prayed and meditated and said, I love you. One he specifically said, you know, I hate you, I hate your guts. And then the control he kept the same. And they froze the water, put them underneath microscopes. The one he said, I love you. The crystals were perfectly sm- symmetrical, beautiful looking crystals. The one I said, I hate you was all disfigured. It was all messed up. And the control was, you know, it was average in between. And so you start realizing wait, so our thoughts and intentions actually have an effect on reality itself. So just as you were saying, you speak things into existence. Yeah, if you have these positive thoughts, if you have these thoughts about love and unity, if you're, if your whole purpose of your whole, you know, passion drive in life is to make the world a better place and help other people. Well, then that's, what's going to happen. You know, if you're more negative, if you're more hateful, then that's what you're going to breed into the universe. You're going to just more negativity and more hatred and it's going to distance yourself. And so, yeah, that that's absolutely right.
0: Great. I know you had said um, that you were going to pursue you never did pursue being a doctor, did you? Like, did you actually become, get your doctorate, or or
1: did that not happen for you? No, I decided not. Um, I'd actually, uh, in 2016, I, I took the MCAT. I had uh, even actually applied to med schools, but uh, the whole time I was sitting on the fence. I was, uh, you know, just figuring out, like, man, if I, if I go to med school, like, uh, again, my passion is healing people, helping people. But I'm like, man, that's, you know, six, seven years of, med school and having my nose in the book. And at the same time, it's like the information that I learned just from independent research was stuff that not even my dad knows, you know, who is a doctor. And I just started thinking to myself, well, what would be more beneficial for the world for me to become a doctor and learn, you know, the the med school curriculum, or me going my own path and just, um, you know, hate to say regurgitate, but just Uh, reemphasize the steps and path that I took to help others make that same connection. And um, I had, you know, I've had a few spiritual experiences since uh, I was healed and uh, everything was pointing me to, to make my own path to, you know, do what I'm doing now by becoming a speaker, by writing a book, by spreading my message uh, like I am now uh, as opposed to going to medical school.
0: Well, Grant Raphael, let me let me ask you this thing, because I just see you've put this all in a book, first of all, and you also have seven or, or different pinpoints that you want people to know about um, within the book and within this workshop you're dealing with. So if people want to know more and, and give us a pre- preview of what we can look forward to both in your workshop and and your book.
1: Uh, you're asking for a preview of, um, of what I recommend or what I, I teach people to do.
0: Yeah, I would I would love that. If you because I feel like there's so much more we can unpack with this.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um and a lot of it the, you know, like I said, the, the baseline it's, that I always start off focusing on is it's the mind, body and soul. So, for myself the steps that I took was with the body was eating healthy. It was understanding what foods are good for me and what foods aren't good for me. The um, you know, it saying uh, food is thy medicine. You are what you eat. And in this day and age, especially in America, who, you know, we're very obese overall, we don't have a good diet. We we don't, you know, people are more likely to go to McDonald's and they are to eat a salad. And what people don't realize is how important our gut health is and our immune system and how our food actually affects not only our physical body, but also our mental and emotional bodies as well. And then, um you know, like I said, one of the biggest things for me was being aware of my thoughts and my emotions. So a lot of people react to their emotions, their emotions control them. They, you know, if you're, if you're depressed, um, it almost sounds bad saying this, but when you're depressed, it means that you're literally addicted to being sad.
0: And how long and, would you say you were addicted to that? Cause I'm sure there was a little depression when you started to get this sickness.
1: Oh yeah. I was, um, so let's see, I was sick in 2012. So it was between, um, about 2012 and 2015, I would say I was, uh, I was definitely depressed. Um, cause again, it's not just physical, it, you know, it becomes mental and emotional as well. And, uh, and it was, you know, early 2015 when I really started actually meditating and actually, you know, like I said, like an emotional journal, where I would actually keep track of my emotions throughout the day. And, you know, certain things that would normally react and make me sad, I would suddenly stop and be like, wait a second, why does that make me sad? You know, why my friend, you know, let's say my friend was talking bad about me behind my back. Why am I sad about that? That person was never my friend to begin with, if that's really what they think, you know, and it, mm. you just have a different spin, a different uh, point of view on things. And uh, and you know, another one of the things that I learned with, um, you know, it's not just Balancing my own emotions, but I started being aware of others as well. You know, say your friend's having a bad day, you talk to them, and all of a sudden, like y'all two get into a fight, and you realize, man, that person was just projecting onto me. You know, mm. that's that's their insecurities showing. And you know, at the end of the day, you still love them. You still love who they are at their core, but you know, they have some things that they need to work on. And so, you know, I'd say, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge them for those actions. I'm not gonna you know, fight fire with fire. I'm just going to, you know, I'll I'll love them. I'll pray for them, but they just have some things that they need to work on. That's all.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting in burn that up because we're all kind of distanced from ourselves, from each other right now. And sometimes I think that could lead to people just messaging people instead of letting them message them. Like, I guess my point is, did you find yourself having to chase after friendships and did that get tiring or were people very gravitating to you during this time?
1: So it's, um, it's funny that you bring that up because just in general, um you know, even ever since I was a kid, I was always, um, I was always willing to, to help others. I was always willing to go out of my way. if You know, if somebody needed some bucks for some food, if they needed help with this, I was, oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah. And always, I would always help them out. And, uh, you know, when I was thick, I, uh, I did have a couple of friends who were, you know, really like uh, people really were taking care of me, but. Then there came a certain point where, you know, as as sick as I was, I started having, um, you know, me and my friends, we would get into these either stupid fights or just for whatever reasons, we just we lost touch with each other. And like we we weren't on speaking terms over, you know, silly, insecure stuff on on both my end and on their ends. And uh, I remember at one point I was, you know, all my closest friends, you know, roommates, people I would normally rely on. None of us were on speaking terms. And, uh, that's when it was like, I really got, you know, depressed. I really got upset, but ironically, that was the same driving force that made me, you know, when I would pray to God and I would say, you know, God, I don't, I don't really need happiness. I don't need to have all these friends. I don't need to have all these great, you know, amazing things. Like, I just want to do good in the world. I just want to, you know, I, I even told God, I said, you know, I'd be willing to die alone and unhappy as long as I make the world a better place. Because if I make the world a better place, then when I die, I can die with no regrets. And, uh, and that was a big driving force for me, because it actually helped me grow closer to God. And um, you know, one thing I want to say real quick is, when I talk about you know, how I was healed, how I was you know, searching deep within myself and made that connection with myself, it really was God that healed me. And it was, uh, I, I, I have to stress that. I have to say that, because it's true. And, um, and that's another point of my book with the, you know, my book is called make the universal connection, the science of spirituality, because God is real and God is true. And I just want other people to come to know that I write the book mainly focusing on science in a way to be like, Hey, here's what science is saying. Here's some physical proof because, you know, some people—that's what they need. They need more solid, tangible evidence, or else it's like, oh, you know, whatever. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but what if I actually give you facts? You know, it makes people to start thinking. You know,
0: it does. And uh, folks, you can also check out the book. It's called "Make the Universal Connection: The Spiritual Science of Spirituality." It's not
1: out yet, though, is it, Raphael? No, not yet. Um, hoping either by the end of this year or early next year.
0: Very cool. Uh, one thing that you really uh struck home with me is that you said when when you had this virus, you, you felt like it was you know the most positive thing, to, one of the best things to happen to you because a positivity came out of that. Well, let's say today nobody really feels positive, um, only if they survive they feel positive, but maybe they don't feel positive because their family has it or something. How do we get people to realize this? You can get through this too. How can we? bring some positivity to the COVID-19 family, you know, victims and there, and then people who are surviving it.
1: It's really just understanding that every opportunity is an opportunity to grow. And, you know, I, I always say some of the people that inspire me the most is the people that are, say, born with no legs, or, you know, maybe they lose an arm or, you know, something bad happens to them. But then they go on to become a, a motivational speaker and they go on the show like oh look you get like they you know they start influencing other people's lives and what people need to realize is that the things that happen to us aren't necessarily punishments but opportunities for us to grow um when i was sick with west nile i wasn't being punished I wasn't the universe or you know or anybody saying like oh you know Granville here you are, you know, your life sucks now, you know, you're in a bad place now. It's like, no, 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 everything, you can literally grow from every opportunity. And I'm a very firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And so you start asking yourself, okay, so what's the reason, you know, how do I, how do I make the most of it? Because, you know, whether it's high or low is you can, you can make something out of it. So, Um, And one quick thing is uh, so anybody dealing with something, you know, even if it's a if it's the COVID-19, it's it's understanding, um, especially in my book, I talk about this is how powerful we are on the inside. And, you know, again, when I talk about making the universal connection, I talk about connecting to the universe within you. It's it's a very literal and very real thing. And I want people to understand that, you know, if you if you understand that within you you are infinitely powerful then how is the disease going to stop you how is anxiety going to stop you if you're nervous about talking to someone if you're nervous about doing something it's what's more powerful the infinite power that you are or whatever affliction is that you're you're facing
0: well great you're also dealing with the quantum and we're gonna have you back because this is this is just unpacking it with unpacking the basics with Graham because he's got so much stuff about quantum mechanics, you know, the energy that you can feel inside, and really quickly the holistic and the quantum. Um, why should people really start getting involved with that?
1: And a lot of it is taking control of our own power. It's that's one thing that I've noticed is how many people how worthless people feel. People say, "Oh, you know, nothing that I do matters." I'm just One person on the earth in this giant universe, basically a grain of sand on a beach. And that's not the case. We're each more powerful and more significant than we realize. You know, in Eastern philosophy, they say, oh, we're all co-creators of the world. And, you know, Buddha says, with our thoughts, we make the world. And... That's exactly what science shows us. And in quantum mechanics, the observer effect, actually shows that literally our thoughts and observations are what create the physical reality around us. And no one person's more significant than the other. We're all doing this. We're all co-creating. We're all manifesting the world and reality that we live in. So my goal is to help people realize Oh, wait, I actually control my own reality. I actually control my own health, my own life, my own path and purpose in the world. And that's what I want people to know. Because, again, if you're struggling with cancer, any kind of disease, or just in general anxiety, abuse, or trauma, whatever it is, they're more powerful than that. And especially in Western medicine, it's, you know, again, we're very reactive. So it's, Oh, you have cancer. Well, let me go to the doctor and get chemotherapy. Oh, I have this illness. Well, let me go and get this medication. But people need to understand that we can take control of ourselves, our own lives on our own. And uh, I, I love doctors. You know, I'm not saying you know uh, anything bad about them, but people are just out of touch with their own power, and that's my ultimate goal, honestly.
0: Well, and I I admire that, and I'm glad that you're not. Because earlier this week I was talking about hoarding inspiration, right? I feel like sometimes if you have a good book and you don't want to share it with someone, you are hoarding someone, you know, you are hoarding that inspiration for yourself. But at least you you are telling your story, you are inspiring people, and that's a good thing. Um, and I would say it should encourage more people. And we shouldn't exactly shut you guys out when you have these different approaches. That is also happening. Like you know, people don't want to hear this kind of stuff because especially big pharma. But you guys are still out there doing what you can, and I appreciate that.
1: Thank you, and um, and I appreciate what you said about me. Uh, you know, sharing my inspiration because uh, I'll be honest. From uh, you know, I was healed in 2015, but between uh, 2015 and 2017, I really wasn't really talking to many people. Uh, I wasn't really expressing myself, and a lot of that was because I didn't know how to explain it. Um, not that that's excuse, but once I really started realizing that. Oh, okay, here's science, here's some tangible evidence. So now I can share my story and actually back it up with some, you know, some proof. And um and, and I realized I was hoarding my own um inspiration because um and, and I'm I'm not I'm really not arrogant, I'm not egotistical, but I just realized that there are a lot of people that need to know that they can take control of their own life, take control of their own health, and that we're more capable of what we give ourselves credit for. So I um, that's that's a big point of mine I I, I want to speak. I want other people to make that connections within themselves. So uh, so thank you for for saying that.
0: You're welcome, and thank you for, again for sharing your story. And if if we had take your approach about being holistic, about being, you know, thing one, we in essence, and I am for vaccines. Don't get me wrong, I do believe vaccines work. But even before that becomes, you know, a, a thing for corona, we can actually use our mind to get us through this for the second or third wave that might be coming?
1: I definitely believe so. Um, Especially because, you know, it's my own personal story, my own personal testimony. So it's something that I know to be 100% true, but I've talked to other people who have been in very similar situations and, you know, same thing that they either had some kind of illness that, you know, thought, you know, Western medicine says, Oh, sorry, we don't have anything. And then, They find their own path. They find their own remedy. And, um, you know, I joined uh, the National Publicity Summit, which I met you, but I'm also part of a Quantum Leap. And uh, I've met several other attendees who have, you know, different but similar stories such as mine, where you start realizing, oh, wait, you know, we can actually take control of our own health. Um, um, I don't know if you know uh, Dr. Clint Rogers, but he wrote a book, and it's, um, I'm trying not to mess it up. But it's um, Ancient Secrets of a Eastern Master. And it's, you know, in the subtitle, it's a Western skeptic uh, and Eastern Master. And basically, it was uh, somebody, uh, a scientist from the West, from America, who didn't really believe in this holistic stuff. He didn't really believe that, oh, you can heal yourself with your mind. Okay, let's see what science has to say about that. And he travels to India. He meets this doctor who's healing all these people and this doctor's techniques actually work he was able to heal not only people with things like anxiety and depression but serious chronic nervous systems i mean things mm. that you know, top doctors top surgeons in america were like look i'm not even going to operate on you because it's only going to make you worse you know the guy flies to india meets this doctor works with the doctor for three weeks and his entire condition is it, it, it goes away within a month, and you know he goes back to the doctors. They run tests on him, and they say we have no idea how you were healed from that. You know, they then it, it, it blew the Western doctors' minds, and it's it, that's the whole thing is that it's true. It, it's very real. It's just making it tangible for the everyday person. You know,
0: and and exactly that's the the tangibility. Well, Grant, I'm. So glad I got you on today, and I'm so glad that you were able to tell your story and Please do come back when things continue to move along with your projects
1: yeah i would I really appreciate it um you know uh i I'm just really fully starting to put myself out there of being a speaker and uh and this is the first show that I was on so uh so thank you so much you uh this means a lot to me uh it really does
0: well, when I heard that you survived when I heard that you got yourself through it, I thought. People need to hear the story. So congratulations again on surviving it. And um, again, keep it where can we find you on Twitter and elsewhere?
1: Um, I'm currently working on making my new Twitter and, uh, and Facebook page. Um, so for now, you can just follow my uh, website at com. And uh, I will be having a Facebook page called uh, Spiritual Science coming soon, uh, hopefully in the next week or two. And uh, that'll kind of give a little bit more, uh, I'll have different videos, different uh, messages about the actual science of quantum mechanics and how it relates to not only Eastern philosophy, but also my own personal journey as well.
0: All right. Well, we'll be in tune with that. Grant, thanks again. And we will talk to you soon. All
1: right. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate it.
0: I'm Alex All,
1: right. Garrett. Nice
0: All right. I'm Alex Garrett. And, uh, Stay with us. We'll be here Saturday and Sunday with more of Keeping It Real with Alex Garrett.